welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go through a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over Wrath of the Lich King Classic. Uh, I did sort of allude to this last week, but I didn't necessarily have time with the whole Evoker stuff. And I do want to put out a small uh, apology for this being a little bit later than usual. Uh, my usual recording time, uh, the power went out, so it sort of threw off the schedule a bit. But yeah, hopefully this should get out to you within a relatively uh, reasonable time. But let's jump straight into the weekly news, as always. So the weekly bosses for this week are Arona Monos. I always think I butcher that. Arona Monos, yeah, whatever. Uh, Morgeth and Antros. Uh, so you have the Arden Wield World boss, the Moor and uh, Zerif Mortis, respectively. And uh, each have their own conduits, gear, uh, anima. So make sure you get all of them done, get all of them downed, and get progress to whether it be the Jailer Efforts or Patterns Within Patterns for the Morgeth and Antros bosses. The brawl for this week is Shadow Pan Showdown. This is where I think it's a 6v6. Uh, you're thrown into the Shadowpan arena and basically you have a boss to kill, the enemy team's boss, and you have to be standing within the circle. Uh, those who kill the enemy team's boss before uh, basically win and you can obviously kill each other in that arena. So you can first wipe their team and then you can go for the boss or you can go for the boss and it just sort of respawn and keep trying to run this boss down and stuff like that. Uh, Warlords of Draenor Time Walking is your event for this week. Uh, the Ward Time Walking actually has some very good mounts and pets and stuff, so definitely head on over there with your Time Walk badges. Get your one dungeon done if you want the 500 Time Walking badges or uh, a different Time Walking event, but very good mounts to collect and buy with those badges if you wish so. The Mythic affixes for this week are Fortified, Spiteful, Necrotic and Encrypted. Fortified uh, being where mobs in the instance, non-boss enemies, uh, have increased health and damage. Spiteful, whenever you kill an enemy, it will uh, become a spiteful uh, sort of ghost and it will chase after someone, it will fixate on someone and die slowly after 10 seconds or so. Necrotic, I'm pretty sure this is a tank one. Yeah, this is the tank debuff. Make sure you help out your tank by peeling for them. Um, tanks, just make sure you're aware of how much necrotic stacks you have as your healer cannot heal through uh, high stacks of necrotic. It is pretty much impossible. Uh, encrypted is uh, the uh, Season 3 affix. I think this is the last week we will have this affix. Whenever you kill a specific enemy, it will give you a specific buff, uh, whether it be haste, uh, cooldown reduction, or movement speed, or damage reduction, sorry. And the spell that we're going to be looking at this week is kind of a spell, but it's also a totem. It is Earth Elemental. So Earth Elemental, I will be referring it to as Earth Ellie because it's just a lot easier to say and quicker. Uh, it was added in patch 2.0 back in 2007. Uh, a few months later, this pet, uh, this is in patch 2.1, this pet will now come into the game with full health, including that gained from a percentage of its master's stamina. So basically it gave uh, the Earth Ellie a bit more tankiness and apparently it wasn't coming in at full HP, which is a bit weird. Uh, in patch 3.1, it got its next change. That was two years later. 
Uh, the summoned Earth Ellie should now have a significantly more health and slightly more armor. It now scales up in power based on the Shaman's spell power instead of attack power. That makes sense, mainly purely or mainly because if you are elemental, you're not obviously stacking attack power, you're stacking spell power. So it does make sense in that regard. Uh, the next change was several months later in patch 3.3. The cooldown of this totem has been reduced from 20 minutes to 10 minutes and it cannot be used in arenas, which makes sense. A 20 minute cooldown in an arena does sound a bit too good to believe and it can just punch people and be annoying in an arena. So, yep, that's not too bad. A year later in Cataclysm 4.0, the shamans or shaman are no longer able to recover are no longer required to carry around totems in their bag. And uh, this is a general uh, rule for shamans, mainly because obviously Earth Ellie was a totem and it was an Earth totem. Uh, and you these took up four slots in your bag. You had Earth, Fire, Water and Air. And yeah, it's just less bag space pretty much. So it makes sense that this change was uh, quite well received, I would imagine. Uh, a few months later, the two... The shared two-minute elemental cooldown has been removed. Earth Ellie and Fire Elemental can now both be used at once. So this can this could be amazing. So you could have something to tank, you could have something to deal DPS, and then you could just heal the Earth Ellie. You are basically a three-man group with these two elementals, which is absolutely insane. Uh, the next change came a year and a half later in Mr. Pandaria. 5.0 the duration reduced from two minutes to one minute and its cooldown is reduced from 10 to five minutes so just half and half very simple uh about a year later in 5.4 summoned greater earth elemental will no longer taunt players that are in tanking specialization this is just a quality of life change which is could be bad to be honest because you could use this to um actually save your tank you could summon the earth elemental and it would taunt the target that's killing your tank and your tank could be one shot and die because your earth ellie won't taunt it so ultimately this could be detrimental sometimes uh the uh, second to last change it came a year later again in 2014 warlords of draenor 6.0 it now deals a 90 percent less auto attack damage i mean that's pretty bad but it generates a thousand percent more threat. <laughs> so that's um that's something. That's probably just to um give it like in terms of the numbers of threat, so if it was doing three hundred damage per hit and it gave you three hundred damage per hit in terms of threat, that's fine. But what it does now is instead thirty damage per hit, but three thousand more threat if that makes sense, because you're just times in it by a thousand. So, you know, it kind of makes sense. And then numbers are sound a bit weird, but it, it all adds up. And then in patch 7.0, uh, two years later, it was removed and replaced by Earth Elemental, which obviously is no longer a totem. And Earth Elemental is basically you call forth your greater Earth Elemental to protect you and your allies. So nothing's changed apart from it went from totem form into an actual just ability, pretty much a good uh, tank that you want. So that is the history of Earth Elemental. It's quite a fun and unique uh, spell, to be honest, because you're literally just summoning a giant, like, mass of rocks to come and protect you. It's, it's actually quite fun. 
Same with fire elemental. You're just summoning massive, like a flame, a living flame, essentially. So it's really good. And it's something that I think shamans want in TBC a lot of the time. And that's what they were looking forward to with TBC Classic. But with TBC Classic obviously coming to an end, we are looking forward to Rafa, the Lich King Classic. Now, this is going to be so good. Um, I started my WoW journey in Wrath of the Lich King when it first came out back in 2008. Classic was 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007 was Burning Crusade. Yeah, 2008, I think. Pretty sure it was. That is... Longer than I would like to think. It's 14 years. Oh my god, it's 14 years since Wrath. Oh my god. I'm getting nostalgic trips already. So Wrath of the Lich King has had its date release. And that date is the 26th of September. So two months from now, just under two months. Uh, They leaked it before they actually wanted to announce it on their website. And took it down very quickly. But... Yeah, the next day or two, I'm pretty sure they just said, yeah, it's out on the 26th. And they wanted to do that with the 50% XP boost. Uh, I will go over the 50% XP boost right uh, now quickly. So basically, from now until... I'm pretty sure it's pre-patch. Everyone has a 50% uh, XP boost. This is to get any ults that you might want to level uh, when Wrath of Lich comes out as a new main. This is just to get them through that sort of phase, that really tough phase. That, for me, is the sort of level 36-ish phase. And, uh, yeah, I've gotten through that on my Priest, and it's really helped out. I handed in the uh, Hemet Nessingwery quests, you know, the Green Hills of Stranglethorn. I handed them in all eight quests? No. No, five quests it is. It's not eight. Um... Now, I handed in all five of them quests, and that got me up about half a level. And that is absolutely insane, to be honest with you. So you really do feel this XP buff, and it is really, really good, and really is something that you want to make the most of before pre-patch hits. No one knows when pre-patch is um, at the moment, but with what everyone's sort of guessing and what my best guess is, we're looking at sort of mid-August, uh, at the earliest, and they they say about three weeks of pre-patch. Um, so it might be, honestly, the beginning of September. Anytime between mid-August, beginning of September, they will release the pre-patch. Three weeks seems like a good sort of start of September time where you can start levelling your Death Knight and stuff. They gave two weeks for TBC, if I'm not mistaken, so it might honestly be the back end of my guess, which is early September. But... With pre-patch, um, obviously you get Death Knights that come out. So you can make your Death Knight. There are no uh, restrictions on your Death Knight. So you don't need a max level to make it. You can just hop on in, uh, log in, make your Death Knight level 55 and go from there. And you can level it up to level 70 before uh, you know Northrend and Wrath of the Lich King comes around. Now, Wrath of the Lich King, in my honest opinion, is probably the best expansion. Let's take a quick break. 
ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. It, it's tough. It's a very it's a very close toss up between Legion and Wrath. But I think Wrath of the Lich King is honestly my favorite expansion. I was obviously quite young when I first played it, but what I'm looking forward to in Wrath is how the PvP is balanced. So obviously in an MMO, PvP is never balanced perfectly. But if you're looking at an MMO perspective on balancing, Wrath is very good in terms of how powerful every class is within their own right. Rogues are absolutely insane and mages are absolutely insane, but they're always going to be broken and busted. Um, <laughs> just thought I'd throw that little bit of shade out there to any rogue or major mains. Um, yeah, everyone has their own unique strengths in Wrath of the Lich King, but they're also very good against unfavorable matchups as well. So a druid against a rogue can go either way if the druid's skilled enough, if the rogue isn't necessarily doing things perfectly. A mage against a rogue can be very uh, volatile and, you know, it can be very crazy as well. Warriors obviously get Bladestorm. They can charge in combat now. So warriors get a lot more versatility against mages, etc. So everyone's got their own strengths and weaknesses, but they're very... Skill can play a huge part in terms of actually winning uh, arena games because in TBC, if you were to come up against... As a mage, a feral druid, you have to one v one a feral druid because you, your teammate and their teammates have died. The chance of you winning that as a mage, you can win it, but if the feral druid is very competent and good, the chances are that druid should beat you because obviously you can't do what mages do best, which is lock down targets with frost novas, sheeps, and stuff like that. It's a very tough to beat a feral druid and. In uh, Wrath, it becomes a lot easier because you can frost over and then instantly deep freeze, so they're stunned. You actually have a stun as a mage, and you can you know pump out some damage and then run and stuff like that. And you've got a lot more utility to use against the classes that would ultimately be a lot tougher for you to beat in uh, Burning Crusade. So that's why I kind of am looking forward to uh, the PvP side of uh, Wrath. But honestly, as a PvP player, I'm looking forward to the PvE content. So let's go over PvE content. It's obviously going to be in phases again, um, up to, I think, phase five. So with Wrath pre-patch, we have a three-week Scourge Invasion event, supposedly three weeks. So that's why I'm kind of thinking it's going to be more on the uh, latter side of my prediction uh, or early September. Uh, players can make their death knights obviously boosts will also be available uh for any of the classes except for a death knight they will have layers they will reintroduce the layers as a uh sort of 
safety net for any servers that might crash for the influx of players that might come back. Uh, you have one week of, from opening North End to level before the raids unlock, which is very good. And dual spec is planned for the launch of um, repatch as well. Dual spec is amazing. For a thousand gold, you can uh, purchase dual specialization and it just lets you switch between two specializations. And uh, this is amazing. This is honestly such a life changer. You don't have to go back and fall to that damn trainer of yours and unlearn your talents and learn your talents and do all that. No, you can dual spec. If you want to be a resto druid and a boomkin, do it. You can just switch easily. If you know that you never want to play feral, you don't have to. You never have to go back to your trainer again once you hit max level and have your dual talents the way that you want them. So dual talents is absolutely amazing and it's so worth the 1,000 gold. It really is. So phase one, these are the reasons why I'm interested and actually excited for PvE content, mainly because the people that I play with, um, that I would do the PvE content with, I enjoy their company and stuff. So that's definitely one of the big reasons why I enjoy the uh, PvE content. But the raids themselves are absolutely amazing. Naxxramas, obviously, returning from Classic. Uh, a lot of people who played Classic and played Nax have a very good idea on how to do the mechanics. And it's just very simple. Some loot's been moved about and stuff. But honestly, it's absolutely amazing. And yeah, definitely worth it. Especially going in there 10-man, it's... It'll be something and it'll be quite fun. Obsidian Sanctum. Very good raid, very steady. Nothing too crazy. It's just four bosses or one main boss, three sort of mini bosses, and you have sort of different difficulties to it. Eye of Eternity. One boss right there in the room. Kill it, get your loot, get out. Very simple. And the Vault of Archivon. Uh, this is sort of a PvP raid it's very weird it drops pvp items and it is only accessible if you control winter grasp uh four bosses you can get a mount potential with the mammoth but very fun very not too uh crazy but also not too chilled and just sort of one room you know you actually gotta kill some mobs and stuff like that phase two we're looking at olduar olduar being a super long raid and being a very fun raid um you have so many bosses like 12 bosses it's probably one of the longest uh, raids in the game and that's even in retail to this day it's still probably one of the longest raids but honestly the sheer scale of this makes you feel amazing when you're like raiding it because there's so much to look at there's so much to do and stuff like that oh do our great raid can't wait to get in on it with my guild uh, phase three will have Trial of the Crusader and Trial of Champion, as well as the Argent Tournament dailies. This will be good as it gives people dailies to do, uh, some reps to grind like midway through the expansion, and obviously another raid and dungeon uh, sort of catch-up gear, as it were. And then you have the big bad boy, Ice Crown Citadel, and the Frozen Halls dungeons. Borgia Souls, Peter Sauron, Halls of Reflection. I stand by what I say. These three dungeons, especially Halls of Reflection, can be deemed as some of the best dungeons in WoW. I will stand by that and I will give loads of reasons why if anyone wants to argue that toss. But Halls of Reflection, you're literally fighting an opponent that you can't be and you have to run. 
What other dungeon has you run away from the boss because you just can't beat him? He's too strong. Like, it's really cool. Again, it's just another mob fight, but you see him walking slowly towards you, the Lich King, and you just think, oh shit, oh shit, I've got to kill this. I've got to kill the mobs quick. I've got to kill them quick, 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 and stuff. It's absolutely amazing. Ice Crown Citadel as well. Some of the one of the best raids in my opinion. I remember killing the Lich King when I first started playing Wrath. I was only about ten, but I still remember that moment, and it was absolutely amazing. God, you just got all of the wings in there as well. You've got the like sort of uh, abomination lit uh, wing with Putricide. You've got the Sand Lane wing. You've got the Dragon wing with Syndragosa. It's very good, very non-linear. It gives you the choice of what bosses you want to do. It's just very good and such a good raid. If you've never raided it, like, as current content, there's not a better chance to do it. Everyone's very experienced with the game, and it will be very, very fun to do. And then finally, no one knows about Phase 5 yet, but it's either Ruby Sanctum will be in Phase 4 with the Ice Crown Citadel, or... Phase 5 will be Ruby Sanctum all by itself. Now, this one's a bit different, and I kind of hope they just release it with Phase 4, mainly due to the fact that just having Phase 5 as Ruby Sanctum isn't necessarily going to be that overwhelming. Like, you kind of ended the expansion by the time you get to uh, Ice Crown Citadel and kill uh, Arthas. So Ruby Sanctum will be a bit of a um, sour taste in your mouth if that's how you're going to end the wow wrath classic expansion but we'll just have to wait and see on that that is uh subject to change i'm pretty sure but ruby sanctum is literally just one boss one dragon boss um nothing really much to it so wrath for lich king honestly is shaping up to be so good and it is in my opinion the best expansion in wow's history it just has a mix of everything uh class design like class specific design class balancing uh pvp was very good pve was very very good uh the way that everything just worked like was perfect you had wacky spells like starfall that pulled absolutely everything in its path which i have done already on the beta and it was it was quite fun i'm not gonna lie (laughs) so many boomkins are gonna do that so tanks you better be ready to pick up her whatever's been starfall starfallen or starfallen that has been hit by Starfall. There you go. That's the best way to describe it. But that is all for this week. Thank you all very much for listening. Again, sorry it was a bit um, delayed, I would say. But we got there in the end. And there was nothing really I could do about it. Please do check out all of the social medias down below. Check out Facebook, Instagram, absolutely everything. Check out YouTube. Twitch is currently going on. Uh, loads of... Um, Twitch streams on the Wrath Beta. We're going to be streaming the uh, leveling through Wrath of Lich King uh, when that comes out. We're going to be doing loads of uh, battlegrounds and PvP when the pre-patch hits as well. So definitely don't miss out on that. Um, but yeah, thank you all once again for listening. And go Valor, friend. Goodbye all. <laughs>